0: Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, cultural enrichment, and all-inclusive fares. Discover more at viking.com. Hey, it's Veronica Dagger, the host of The Wall Street Journal, Secrets of Wealthy Women, the podcast where women share how they tackle career, money, and the world. Today, we're checking in with Emily Ramshaw, co-founder and CEO of The 19th, a nonprofit media company focused on covering women and U.S. politics. Its name is a nod to the 19th Amendment, which gave many women the right to vote. We last spoke with Emily in March, right before The 19th was about to launch and right before the pandemic shut down large parts of the U.S., Emily's back to tell us how things are going at the 19th, and how the events of the past few months have shifted their focus.
1: This episode is brought to you by Vanta. Managing the requirements for modern security programs is increasingly challenging. Vanta's trust management platform helps you quickly assess risk, streamline security reviews, and automate compliance for SOC 2, ISO 27001, and more. Plus, save time by completing security questionnaires with Vanta AI. Learn how by watching Vanta's on-demand demo at vanta.com WSJ. That's V-A-N-T-A dot com WSJ.
0: Welcome back, Emily. Thank you. Thanks for having me back. So how have things been going since we last spoke?
1: Uh, Let's see. Probably the same way they've been going for a lot of people in this country, which is just utterly insane. I mean, I think last time we spoke, look, like the pandemic was uh, unfortunately getting into full swing. We took a hot second where we honestly stopped and thought, you know, uh, corporate underwriting is in the toilet. It feels really, um, uh, really tough to be asking people philanthropically to support us when they're trying to support the food bank, when they're trying to help people who are sick, when they're dealing with illness in their own families, you know, maybe we should just put this whole thing on hold for a year and see where we end up. Um, But the reality was that we started to look at the storytelling in this moment and the ways that women were disproportionately affected in so many ways, you know, beyond in virtually every arena other than mortality rates, women were being hit hardest. And so for that reason, we felt like in many ways we had to keep going and we had to put our foot on the gas.
0: Since the 19th launch, we've had the coronavirus, protests around the country for racial justice, and the economy has pretty much cratered, plus the election, of course. What's it been like to launch this nonprofit in the middle of all of this?
1: It's been really surreal to launch a nonprofit in the middle of this, particularly a nonprofit newsroom focused on gender equity and racial justice, which were two enormous priorities for us from day one. You know, I think from a gender equity standpoint, you know, as I said, this is this has been a moment where we're experiencing really, um, you know, the first female recession that we've ever had. You, you know, women are uh, harder hit economically in this moment, losing jobs at higher rates. So, so that storyline has been critical to us, but also the the sort of racial reckoning that uh, we're experiencing in this country and also in American newsrooms. Um, you know, we feel uh, really well-suited to, to have those conversations. Um, our newsroom uh, is, you know, uh, about 75% people of color, and, and this is a moment where those conversations are, are coming from the ground floor. So it's been a fascinating time and, candidly, a really emotional um, and deeply heartening time to launch this startup
0: love to talk more about the racial justice protests in the recent months. How has the 19th tackled those? And how has your coverage been shaped from the diverse newsroom that you
1: mentioned? You know, this is is very personal for a lot of people on our team. And I am grateful that we work in a place where our colleagues can bring their full selves uh, to the conversation, to the storytelling. Um, I think we were, uh, you know, the national news outlet that first identified the Breonna Taylor case that first wrote sort of uh, on a national stage about Breonna Taylor and that I think in many ways spurred uh, this uh, viral story and really critical national conversation around, you know, say her name and the role of Black women who are being killed by police. Um, uh, You know, this has just been an incredibly important storyline for us you know, beyond the sort of conversations around racial justice in this country, we're experiencing uh, a a historic election and an election where the uh, voices of women of color are extraordinarily important in the conversation, Um, you know, and having uh, Kamala Harris at the table, a historic Vice presidential, hopeful, has really played into our storytelling as well. So um, these storylines are so important. These conversations are so important. And we feel really grateful that we have a newsroom where they can be front and center.
0: Let's talk about Harris. When we last spoke, she had already dropped out of the presidential race. Now she's on the ticket as VP. Women have been VP candidates before, but she's the first Black woman and first South Asian woman to be on a major party ticket. How big a role do you think it played that she put herself out there first as a presidential candidate?
1: You know, I think uh, it's it's remarkable that we had so many ambitious women in the field. And ambitious is not a dirty word. I think it's a thrilling word. And so I think that um, obviously that plays into all of these conversations. We had a a roster of twenty twenty presidential candidates with more women and more women of color on the stage than we'd ever seen before. Um, You know, when you looked at the potential VP picks for Joe Biden, there were a ton of women of color on that list. Um, And in many ways you know, uh, black women in in this country uh, have been demanding it and saying that this is something that we absolutely need to see on this ticket. So those have been stories that we've been deeply covering and and feel lucky to have the opportunity to cover. Um, And and this is just uh, for so many people, uh, a really critical election cycle. Folks are are super tuned in.
0: Your editor at large, Erin Haynes, interviewed Senator Harris right after she was tapped by Democratic presidential hopeful Joe Biden. Let's listen to a clip. I wanna ask you, I mean, did you feel that Joe Biden needed to choose a black woman or a woman of color as his running mate? And is that something that you talked to him about at any point in this process? Well, let's, let's, let's sit back and think about this. Joe Biden had the audacity to choose a black woman to be his running mate. How incredible is that? And what a statement that is about Joe Biden, that he decided that he was going to do that thing that was about breaking one of the most substantial barriers that has existed in our country, and that he made that decision with whatever risk that
1: brings. What did it feel like to land that big interview? Boy, uh, really serendipitous. It's interesting, we already had Kamala Harris on the agenda for our 19th represents conference, our, our sort of first, our inaugural summit. Um, and we already had her set on the agenda for the end of that week for Friday. Uh, and it, suddenly that week started to approach and we were waiting to hear who Joe Biden was gonna pick. And there were actually a lot of women who were already scheduled to speak at our conference who were on his potential shortlist. Um, and, and so the timing worked out perfectly. You know, honestly, I was a little nervous that that she might pull out of the conversation and or that Biden's team might say, you know, we've got bigger fish to fry right now. But instead, she not only participated in the conversation, she came out and said, this is the organization I've chosen to have my first sit down conversation with as the VP nominee because of what the, the 19th means and the audience that you all are trying to serve. And you were actually
0: interviewed by Meghan Markle. These are big interviews. What's your secret and what does it feel like to be on the other side of the table?
1: Boy, I don't have a secret here at all. I mean, honestly, like there were, look, we were expecting our inaugural summit was gonna be in person in Philadelphia. Uh, We were hoping we'd have a thousand people in the room. Um, And at the end of the day, we ended up putting on a virtual summit, you know, making lemonade out of lemons. And we ended up having 190,000 people watch. I mean, just unbelievable. And the the Megan Markle piece, um, you know, was totally serendipitous as well. We got a, a phone call from her team Basically saying that she um, was deeply interested in, in gender equity, in racial justice, um, and in high quality media. And she wondered if she could be part of the conversation. I, of course, quickly said, I would love to interview her. And, you know, they, they responded almost as quickly and said, actually, she wants to interview you. Um, And so very strange to be on that side of the conversation. Um, I tried to stick a few questions in there here and there uh, because you can't take the reporter out of me entirely. Uh, But yeah, we were really honored uh, that she chose this moment in this event um, to further make her mark.
0: You've also had other big political names on your site, Hillary Clinton, Melinda Gates, Stacey Abrams, Senator Tammy Duckworth and more. What impact has landing those top names had on your readership?
1: Look, I mean, I think it helped put the 19th on the map. We were a brand new fledgling news organization. Uh, you know, we, we didn't have uh, much to show for ourselves other than, you know, these extraordinary journalists who we'd recruited to come aboard our team. And those high profile interviews, what they do is draw eyeballs and expose people to the 19th. You know, uh, our extraordinary reporting at the intersection of women in the economy, women in the healthcare system, but also the extraordinary reporting of, you know, uh, the 19th has one of the only openly trans reporters in the country on our team, and they are telling extraordinary stories about the LGBTQ plus community and, and the ways that the same sort of challenges that that we that women face with the patriarchy are extended to those groups and those um, underrepresented uh, folks in media. So it's really exciting for us to draw these incredible names and, and high profile figures into this conversation because it means that we're exposing so many more new people to our journalism.
0: What's the biggest story of 2020 for the
1: 19th? Uh, the biggest story of 2020 for the 19th is uh, undoubtedly the election. I mean, I, you know, I think, look, nothing else matters if we don't, <laughs> if, if we aren't actively engaged in our democracy. And I think we've seen um, the effects of that disengagement, that, that disenfranchisement in many ways um, on the lives of women, uh, women of color um, and, you know, other underrepresented minorities. And so I think, uh, you know, uh, beyond the uh, coronavirus pandemic, which is most everyone's top story for the year, I think the election is what we're sort of zooming into the final months of the year here with.
0: And that's right around the corner. So what are you doing to ramp up and anything we should be on the lookout for?
1: Sure. I mean, I'd just say, you know, keep a a deep eye out for uh, the intersectionality in our reporting for stories that that really dive deep and sort of look at the untold stories of uh, the women's electorate in this country.
0: Emily, it was so great to catch up. We wish you continued success.
1: Thank you so much. Thank you for
0: having me. If you'd like to hear more of the 19th and Emily's story, we have that full-length interview from March 4th in our feed. And if you'd like to hear more stories of inspiring women, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or your favorite audio provider. If you like us, subscribe, share us on social media, and give us a review. Our producer is Trinae Noree. Our executive producer is Kateri Yoakam. Additional help from personal finance editor, Bure Lamb. I'm Veronica Dagger. Thanks for listening.